Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, Facebook's rebrand is hitting a snag. Gemini is impersonated on YouTube causing havoc. You can stake ETH with my Ether wallet. And there's one commodity that's beating Bitcoin gains this month, coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. Tuesday, December 8th, 2020. It's like Groundhog's Day. Like everything in my life right now is Groundhog's Day. Not only do we have 2020 being what it is, kind of stuck at home. I'm not going out to bars or restaurants or traveling. I wake up every morning, I drink my coffee, I do my day, which is good. I've been very productive, but it's Groundhog's Day. And now the podcast, they start pretty much the same way. The only way that I know that I'm here today and not here yesterday or here tomorrow is the date. And when I say the date, I go, oh, right. It's one more than yesterday, which is going to be one less than tomorrow. I know, I know, I know. Just stop, man. But it is getting kind of repetitive, repetitive. I'm going to try to mix it up a little bit because I know you guys want your consistent news, but I need to keep my sanity as well. So let's get into those crypto prices. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. And I'm recording this at 1.15 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is down just a little bit, $18,910. Ethereum, 58090, down 1.6%. Litecoin, 8036, down 3%. Chainlink, 1275, down 2.2%. And XRP, down 1.3%, sitting at 59.5 cents. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency is $558.2 billion. BTC dominance, 62.8%. And let's just go over the top 10 coins. We have at number one, of course, Bitcoin, then Ethereum, XRP, Tether, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Chainlink, Cardano, Polkadot, and Binance Coin. Let's just get it started today with ETH Staking 2.0 Beacon Chain for Dummies. I'm going to talk to my Ether Wallet's founder and CEO, Kasala Himachandra. With my Ether Wallet, you can deposit your 32ETH, you can stake it for two years, and earn your interest without being a techie, without being a nerd, without going through all the bits and bobs and understanding the whole thing yourself. They make it easy for you. And he's going to tell you all about it right now. Kazala, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm New- good. How are you? Oh, thank you. Thank you. And it's good to see you again. Yeah, nice to see you as well. But the news today is Mew is supporting F2.0 staking. And I am really confused about this because as far as I knew, you had to stake uh, like, what was it, 32F to be able to run a node to stake your F. It's locked up for two years. I'm assuming yours is a little bit easier than that. If not, you're going to tell me right now. Tell me about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So basically, um, so let's say you are like a super technical person, right? And you know exactly, you know the command line, you know how to run your own node. That's the way to go. You can run your own node. You can uh, either monthly or like yearly, however, whoever the provider that you choose to run your node with, or you can run it locally on your computer. And and you're a technical person, you have 32 it. this is the process. So um, you initially, you have to download this E2 uh, command line interface to your computer and then generate a whole bunch of keys 
private keys and then connect that to your node, deposit your 32 ETH and then run it until, I don't know, for two years. So that's the process. And, mm. But unfortunately, this is not the process for majority of the Ethereum users because they are not comfortable. First of all, they are not comfortable using the command line. Second thing, they are not technical enough to make sure their node is 100% functioning. And that's so me. Therefore the, <laughs> that it's, it's, it's for you. It's for people like you. And so, um, and that, that's what my wallet is all about, right? When e one came out, when Ethereum came out, it was command line as well initially, but then we introduced the web interface. We introduced my wallet, which made the whole process easier for them. So that's exactly what we are doing with E2 staking as well. So we uh, created a process where they can generate the keys on their computer, on the website itself, or on, on for example, if, you're, if they're using me web, they have to generate the keys on the website. They don't have to download any crazy command line tools to, and then run it locally and all that. Uh, but if you're using, for example, new wallet, which is Android or iOS, you don't even have to go through that step because it's automatically generating the keys that you need internally. Oh, nice. Yeah, so um, you start the process and then you deposit your 32 ETH and forget about it for two years. That's basically the process. So that goes into my other question. So you still need to have 32F, correct? Yeah. And you have to lock it up for two years as well. You just can't just take it in and take it out. Yeah, approximately two years as of right now with the current timeline. Because uh, currently Ethereum beacon chain or the staking uh, is only one way bridge. So it can only transfer 32E to the beacon chain, but there's no way for you to get the beacon chain ETH back to the mainnet. Understood. Understood. Well, so long story short, in summary, you made it easy for the average person that is holding 32 ETH that wants to stake their coins for the next two years, earn that interest and support the network. Exactly. Wonderful. Well, thank you for all the hard work and thank you for explaining that to us. And if anybody has any questions about how to do this, do you have instructions on your website? Uh, we do. And then we'll also uh, put it on our Twitter account at my the wallet. Uh, on like instructions exactly how to do this. Wonderful. Thank you, sir, for coming on the show and explain that to us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. And in other news, this is actually really cool and I'm really happy to report this. We have our first crypto artist millionaire. A guy by the name of Marat Pak is the first person to earn more than a million dollars selling NFT tokened digital or crypto art on these marketplaces like Super Rare, Nifty Gateway, and Maker's Place, and other ones. I think the most interesting thing about this was looking at the list of top artists. If you take a look at this, you have him getting more than a million dollars with 268 pieces of art sold, highest sales around $58,000, and the average sales around $4,000 for his art. But then you go down the list. We have the second place earner at $827,000, the third place earner at around $677,000, fourth place, $658,000, and the fifth place, $462,000. Anyway, it's just very interesting to see that you can really make a good living. Well, this is actually extraordinary money, but you can make a good living selling crypto art. I actually very much like going to Super Rare and shopping and seeing what they have out there. Some art is crap, but that's subjective. I shouldn't say that. Some art is, well, some of it is crap, but really it's the eye of the beholder. It's the person who's gonna invest in it. I like going to Super Rare, shopping for crypto art and supporting these artists. And it's really cool to see that you can just sit down, make some digital art, NFT it, and then throw it up there and make a living. 
Remember back on December 1st, Libra said that it was going to change its name to DM. Well, <laughs> they didn't really think that went through, did they? Because there is a startup called DM, and it's a fintech firm, and they're planning to file a cease and desist saying, you can't use our name. As we spoke on the podcast before, maybe it's just Facebook's arrogance to think that they could just, you know, kind of walk into the space. Well, not only did they hit other snags, not only did they hit government regulations, the whole world going, wait a second, wait a second. And now companies are going, you guys really should have did your due diligence. Now, Facebook has some comments about Libra slash DM, well, or whatever name they're going to go for this time. Head of Facebook Financial, David Marcus, said that, I don't think what we're asking for is immediate trust. I think what we're asking for, at least, is to have the benefit of the doubt. I think that all those things that we've done, which has created all kinds of complications in the execution of this vision, is, I think, a good reason to give us the benefit of the doubt in terms of our intentions and what we plan to do here. I'm kind of confused what David Marcus is saying, what they've done here or what they plan to do here. But I think what he's talking about is building something and then giving the power to the people. He said this in quote, I think you'd be hard pressed to find any company that has done this in recent history of actually building something, investing considerable amounts of resources into it, and then saying, okay, we're going to have to relinquish our power here. And we're going to have to try to make it as open of an ecosystem as it can be and basically tie one or both hands behind our backs when it comes to enabling competition on the very thing we've created. For me, this quote just shows a centralized company trying to grapple with the idea of how to work in a decentralized space. Something that everybody who's been working in blockchain and cryptocurrency for all these years already know how to come to grips with. Good luck, Facebook. Good luck. Now, this next news is about microstrategy, and it's also my opinion. Look, MicroStrategy has been in the news a lot lately. They hold 40,000 plus Bitcoin or about $778 million of Bitcoin. They just recently bought another 2,700 Bitcoin for about 50 million. And now they're talking about selling securities, $400 million worth to buy more Bitcoin. This is going to push their total Bitcoin holdings up to like 1.1 or $1.2 billion of Bitcoin. And this is stressing people out. This is stressing out people who are evaluating what their stock is doing. Look, they seem to be a little overextended or over leveraged into Bitcoin. Look, their Bitcoin strategy paid off really well. When they bought their original $425 million worth of Bitcoin, when Bitcoin was around $12,000, it went up. They made a crap ton of money. They bought a little bit more. Good for them. But now with this other $400 million purchase that they want to make, this is making some traditional investors a little nervous, seeing that they're overextended from a neutral to a sell. They're saying sell this stock, even though this stock has been up 168% over the past six months. Bitcoin in the past six months only up 93%. Is MicroStrategy CEO Michael Saylor going to be the genius that made everybody rich? He might well be. He might be the person that bought a billion dollars of Bitcoin and has $10 billion in Q2 of 2021 saying, told you so, told you so. But Michael's reaction, Michael's strategy, Michael's, I guess, moves right now reminds me of a lot of people I knew back in 2017 when they saw Bitcoin going up, when they saw Bitcoin and cryptocurrency starting to he they got this feeling in their gut and they just kept on buying and buying and buying. And well, all of them, absolutely all of them have been holding bags for the past four years. Now, who am I to say that a multi-million dollar CEO is making the wrong move here? I don't know what he's doing. I'm going to admit that. I have no clue. But I think that he should start admitting that he doesn't either. It could go both ways. I know that we all want it to go moon. I know that we all expect it to go moon. But that doesn't mean that it necessarily will. It's just giving me the same feeling of when I saw my friends 
say, hey, I'll put another Bitcoin on my credit card. Hey, maybe I'll take my money out of savings and buy some Ethereum. Or some people, not personal friends, but we heard the stories of people who sold all of their worldly possessions, lived in their car, waiting for their Bitcoin to moon. And they bought it at 16000 and it really never did. Let's just hope that's not Michael, because a lot of people are looking at this as bullish news and using this as a way to justify their own crypto purchases. What if I told you that in the past 30 days, there's a commodity out there with bigger gains than Bitcoin? What if I told you in the past 30 days, Bitcoin has been up 21%. However, oil has been up 24%. It beat out gold, it beat out any indices, and it beat out Bitcoin. Who would have thought that oil would have been the cash cow, or fossilized dead cow, (laughs) for making money this holiday season? And finally, this is a PSA and some news. Please be careful. Please be careful. Be careful of what you click. Be careful of what you buy. Be careful of where you send your cryptocurrency. Be careful of what you see because you might not see exactly what you think you see. Crypto Exchange Gemini has been impersonated by two YouTube accounts. This kind of thing has been a real issue the past couple months. Ripple CTO David Schwartz has also experienced problems with YouTube's impersonation rules. The fact of the matter is, is once Bitcoin goes up, once crypto gets higher, you're going to see more and more people trying to make a quick buck. And that's off of your expense. Don't take real big risks. Buy off exchanges that you know. Sell off exchanges that you know. Bookmark your links. Don't use any other links that aren't bookmarked. And please, again, this should go without saying, but if Elon Musk, if Trevor Noah, if Barack Obama, Bill Clinton... Or the Dalai Lama says, I will send you two Bitcoin if you send me one. It's probably a scam. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. The monotony got me a little bored. Kind of cheered myself up by having more commentary than news today. But thank you for indulging me. Remember, we're having a contest. You want to win Binance.us hoodies? Go to Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Give us a star rating and a comment. The comment is important because then I can see the name. I'll read the name on air on Friday, and then you'll send me an email to MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co saying, hey, I'm that person, and I will get your address and send you a Binance.us hoodie. So don't forget to leave us a comment, share, subscribe, and if you want to, send me an email, MatthewAaron at Decrypt.co. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy hodling, everybody.